Welcome, everyone, to this episode of this one time at OU. We're happy to have Roz. Hello, Roz. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Great. Getting through this crazy COVID stuff. And we have a special guest today. I consider one of Ohio University's number one fans, Gaines McDonald. Welcome, Gaines. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And Welcome. Gaines uh, unique, and it's G-A-I-N-S. What a cool spelling. <laughs> Thank you. So Gaines, know, welcome it, to the show. It's such Thank a you. name. It sounds like you should be like in Wall Street or the casino business or something like that. And I never, I, I've been told that, but I never lived up to that. I never lived up to any of that. Is your hair all slicked back? No, no. Well, it's no, I don't have as much of it to slick back anymore. I know. I'm picturing like a wolf of Wall Street. Kind yeah, of. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, never, never made it. <laughs> well, welcome. Tell us uh uh, well, I know that we all kind of went to school at, at the same time, and for somehow I thought I knew you, but we've, we've spoken and we didn't know each other, but uh, maybe we'll, we'll reconnect on this and say, yeah, that's where I know you. We shared that cell together or something. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> when did you go to OU? Uh, well, uh, like you, I graduated high school in 1986. Uh, it really, as I look back on it, it really was kind of uh, would have been unusual for me to go anywhere else because um, my dad uh, played freshman basketball there. He was on when, you know, back in the midst of time when, um, when universities still had freshman basketball teams, uh, he played on the freshman team. I guess that would have been the 1966 freshman team. Oh, wow. Um, he had been a big uh, high school star uh, just up the road at Gloucester Tremble High School. Uh, he, he grew up in Gloucester. And just a fun fact, he's probably the only student athlete to ever play basketball for Ohio. And he also worked on the construction crew that built the convocation center. Because yeah, was, that's that is unique. good. He's like, you know what? My dream is to play. Wait, I'm already playing. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, he never he never played uh, he never played a college game in there. But he was running out of money to pay tuition because his parents didn't have any money and. Uh, so he took a year off from school and he went over and said, hey, can I get a job here? And the guy said, well, uh, you know, uh, as long as when the union guy comes around and asks to show everybody to show their union cards, you split and, and uh, get out of here. Yeah, we'll put you on and uh, you can, you know, uh, be a part of the crew. So he actually helped help build the build the convocation center. My sister uh, graduated. And it's still standing. Good yeah. job, Dad. Yeah. yeah. Was your father's Absolutely. name like Muscles? Like your yeah. name? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, kind of. He, he was a muscular guy. Uh, my, uh, my, my, his sister, my aunt graduated there in 1980, and then uh, when I was in high school, um, this guy, uh, I'll, I'll only say good, good and clean things about about anybody I name by by name, but uh, Paul Ackerman was my high school chemistry teacher. He had been there. He had been in the marching band. Uh, he would kind of tell me stories about being there. So between those three people, it really, really kind of cemented my my choice to go there. And I was laughing because about once one of the things that that Paul Ackerman told me, he said, when you get there, he said, one of the things you got to remember is is that the phone number for Domino's Pizza in Athens is the same forwards and backwards. It's easy to remember. It's five nine three 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 nine five. So it always stuck with me, and about once a year to this day, if I have a couple of ginger ales on Saturday night, I'll dial that number, and somebody will answer the phone and say Domino's, and I'll say, sorry, wrong number, and I just wanted to see if it's still the number for Domino's in Athens 
like 40 years later. <laughs> and it's That's... not, right? Oh, it is. It oh, is? It is. Yeah, oh. it is great. Yeah, it's five. It's five nine three 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 nine five. It's been so apparently it was that way when he was he was there in like nineteen seventy four. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so I don't think uh, I ever yeah. dialed that number though. <laughs> <laughs> Late night fan here. <laughs> uh, so I I don't know where you guys lived. So I I got I I got to campus there and they said you know what we're so crowded. I don't know if you guys ran into this. They said we're so crowded. That you're, we 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 made accommodations in Scott Quad, so I lived in Scott Quad for a quarter. Now tell me about. I remember yeah. that, but what was Scott Quad? There was something unique about it, wasn't it? Like, um, yeah, was it just that, a regular dorm, or was, why was it called Scott? It wasn't. Well, it was a. It was a. It was a round. It or was or is a a, a square shaped building with kind of like a commons in the middle of it, and it really wasn't supposed to be a dorm, at least back then. So. Uh, I don't know if it had been a dorm on and off over the over the years, but they but they had there were rooms in there that, that we could live in. So it was a classroom with like thirty people and you all had sleeping bags. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> you, had, you had your you had your own little little room. Now it was a little smaller than a than the other dorm rooms, if you can even picture that it being even smaller, right? But Did they put in shower. I guess they had to. Ross, do you yeah. remember that? Uh, I think yeah. of it as like a mod place. Okay. I thought I think sophomores lived there or something, but yeah, I definitely remember. You know, Scott Quad was it on South Green? Uh, I would East call it. Green, I would call it East. Yeah, East. Oh, East, huh? Yeah. Where was yeah. it? Because I remember, I remember it too. It. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we would. We yeah. We should pull up a map. I'm trying to remember how to describe it to you. And for some reason, I I almost think that the I'm tr- trying to remember if but we know where Morton is and we know where Jeff is. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if maybe even the campus police headquarters were in the bottom of the of Scott Quad. Maybe I can't remember, but. Um, anyway, so they, yeah, yeah. As I, I went from there, then I moved into for a quarter, then I moved into Tiffin Hall. I was on the fourth quarter of Tiffin on East Green. Mm-hmm. That was another Hope you thing. didn't run into the same girl I did there, but that's another story. Uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear that. No, I'll, it'll be on an episode. Roz knows about it. Oh, uh, yes, no, Tiffin right. girl. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, I lived on the, I lived on the fourth. Uh, the fourth floor, and I, as a matter of fact, I, I I I requested to be on East Green. I think you could request it because like my old my old uh, teacher, Mr. Ackerman, looked at me and he said, "You know what? You're an East Green guy like I was. You, you should live on East Green." So I took his word for it. Uh, so I thank I, God I, he didn't say West Green. You're like, oh man. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> so no offense to West Green, but uh, or the people that lived there. But I lived in Tiffin for. A year for the balance of that year. Then I moved into Gammertsfelder for the next year, uh, and then I I moved into what was then called uh, at that time the College Inn, which is now Bromley Hall. Oh yes, I partied a couple times there. <laughs> and then the, the <laughs> there Nickelodeon the barber shop at the bottom, right? Exactly. Yeah, great location. Exactly. Yeah, and the Nickelodeon was in the bottom. Oh God, that's right, the Nickelodeon. It was like a disco tech kind of place. Yeah, wasn't that was a it? dance place. I mean, I'd <laughs> gone in there, but it wasn't a hangout necessarily. But I remember it being dance like. Yeah, yep, it was big on dance. It was big on dance. The only reason that I I really ever would would go in there is if it was you know like if it was Wednesday night and it was January and it was zero degrees outside, I could take the elevator down to the basement where the laundry room was. And then if you kind of schmooze the guy that was working the door, you could walk in the back door of it and not have to stand in line in the cold to get in anywhere else. 
Right. And I remember some sort of cheap drink night or something. There's something fuzzy in my memory about nickel (laughs) beer night or something. That was like a penny night place, too, or penny (laughs) beer place. Like you paid a cover maybe. I think it was a nickel for something because it was Nickelodeon. I think they did. That would make more sense. Yeah, and I think they had a mug, a mug, one of those mug clubs too, where you'd give them, you'd give them a mug, and they'd hang it for you on the ceiling behind the bar. And then every time you came in, they would take down your mug when however big it was. Look, they, mom, right? Yeah, <laughs> they I would got. fill it for a certain price, no matter how big it was. <laughs> you mentioned that you, you mentioned the nickel thing. Now that's bringing me. I don't want this whole thing to be about alcohol and parties, but and bars, but that's okay. It was the <laughs> it was the cat's eye saloon, I believe, that had. Uh, and I think they still do actually a progressive happy hour. So like on a Wednesday. They do. We Thursday were talking about night, that in yeah. one of our yeah, that they, okay. uh, All right. oh, yeah, they had out the... when it started. Was it like a quarter it started and then it went up a nickel each hour or half hour or something like that? I think um, in but... our day, I think it started even at a nickel or maybe even a dime. And it was, you know, just like a little eight ounce glass of cheap draft beer, but still it was only a dime and then it went up and yeah, like a nickel every half hour. It started at like, you know, like three in the afternoon or something. Oh uh, yeah. They had 50-cent tequila shot nights. Oh, that's oh, right, Roz. I remember you talking about that. Tuesday nights. on the bar. Oh, yes. boy. Oh. <laughs> you know, Roz, I am so glad you mentioned that because that's the reason I can hardly smell tequila to this day. Is I oh, me sick. too. I can't I, do tequila at all. I got sick on that 50-cent tequila at the Cat's Eye. Oh, God knows what that was. <laughs> I can tell you what it was. It was El Toro. Oh, El Toro. With the little plastic uh, sombrero on the cap. Probably the cheapest shit you can get. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking. Yeah. We had some uh, uh, folks on a while back and mentioned uh, they talked about Yukon Jack. And I remember drinking snake bites at the Cat's Eye all the time. Yukon Jack and lime juice. And that's like the worst drink in the world. <laughs> and it yeah, them all the time. Drink. Like, oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, I would still probably drink it if someone gave it to me. So it didn't, I didn't get sick on it, but it just seems like a bad drink right now. Yeah, it seems like it's based on a dare. The cats I made it their signature drink. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, well, what'd you uh, when you weren't at the bars and hanging in all these fun places? Uh, what was your major? Uh, I majored in communications, and then actually, I and then I, I went to Bowling Green State, uh, and I got my uh, I, and then I switched over and became an English major at Bowling Green, and. Uh, what I do now doesn't really have a lot to do with either one of those, either one of those. But <laughs> was, was that a graduate degree, or did you finish up at Bowling Green? Um, graduate degree. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, so I, you know, I wasn't a big library guy, but I, like I said, I don't want, I don't want to talk about about nothing but but bars. But uh, eventually, I'll get it out, get it out of my system, and get into the other stuff. Well, I <laughs> certainly spend more time in bars than in the library. <laughs> That's a. Uh... I did go to the library a few times, um, looking things <laughs> up on the microfish. I remember doing that. I did was very good about going to the library, and I would then go right to the bar. Like me and my friends would go to the library with our books and backpacks, and split up for like two hours and go to separate areas. So we would focus on our studies, and then you go to the bars together. And I'm telling you, if you're really good drinking that beer. After you spent like a whole two hours studying. <laughs> yeah, and both of you guys were made it in four years and probably got good <laughs> grades a little better than I. I Gaines, love the library. Gaines, <laughs> did you uh, did you work anywhere? Because it seems like I, I, I met you somewhere. Maybe it was a job, but did you work? Uh, I worked a couple different places. 
Uh, I worked. I worked uh, for the computer for the computer lab. Uh, that would ba- not be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the basement of uh, what's that called? Haney Hall. It's at the at the bottom of uh, Congress as you come down Congress southbound. Uh, the corner at the intersection of Congress and Union. There's that. Uh, way back in the day, I think it was a post office. It's got columns on the front. Oh of yeah, it. and it looks like. Does it, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Is it still yeah. there? Yeah, it's still there. And then the basement of that building, there were these. Uh, th- there was this big uh, setup of these uh, tape machines. And so when somebody up upstairs in the computer lab would ask for a certain tape to be loaded, it would come up on the screen, and I'd have to go into this huge room with these big like one inch magnetic tapes and the, and the tape reel was probably 16, 18 inches of diameter and take it over to this big tape reader and mount, mount that one on mounted on this, uh, on this tape machine. I did that. I did some, some Wait, I have a question about that know. though. Like what was yeah. on it? Was, was it like, what was on the tape? Like film tape? Or no. Data it was, tape? Yeah. It was, da- it was data tape. Kind of like a precursor to a floppy disk, if you will. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I ever knew exactly what was on all these, because, because certainly the fl- the the floppy disk had come in by then. Well, at least the uh, the five and a quarter. I don't know if the three and a half had come in yet, but the the, the bigger floppy that was actually floppy disk, right? Yeah, I mean, we were definitely there when computers started, and I just remember the Mac Lab, and I feel like Macs were were of course the first thing. And I would wait yeah. up, wait in the hallway for the Mac Lab. Yeah. Now, now all three of us. Now we had to register for classes. I don't know about you. I think you guys too, right? Like when I the first time I registered for classes, I had to go to the convocation center. Yes, I did that. Then I remember having going like you got what you got or someone's in. Then you'd go it was to the so class. So stressful. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd go. I remember going to the class and saying, "Can I get in?" And then they'd wait to see if someone dropped, and you had a, a certain. I remember. That's right. We went to the professor, right, and said, hey, can I get in your class? I, I think remember. that was just if you um, didn't have it already, like you wanted to change something. Yeah, I wanted to join it, and I got kicked out because it wasn't room in it or whatever. So I went yeah, there, and then they would be well, like, oh, yeah, well, well, three people have three days to let me know if they're going to be in it or something. So you had a short time that you, I could get um, in there. But So I'm not crazy. Okay. Nope. Nope, you're right. You're right, and then you, and you had your your academic advisor had to sign off on on what classes you were going to take too, right? So I don't remember having one of those, but I'm... that could be that was that 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 could be interesting at times. But uh, yeah, before and then I think later they went to a, a system where you do it over the phone, not the internet per se. But yeah, we had to walk around the convo and walk up and say, okay, I want to take this class, and they had pencil and paper and. Yeah, you're raising a good point. If they said it was full, then yeah, you could go and bag them and hope hope that they would would add you or someone else would drop. Well, you're at the same time, and we are talked about this uh, one of our early episodes. We had phones in our room, right? But did every every dorm room didn't necessarily have a phone, did it? I think oh, they did. Well, I did think they? I think they all. I think they all did. What they didn't have was, you know, you were not supposed to have a microwave, and I did. Um, because you know the the load on the electrical system. We had a hot plates, I remember. You had hot plates. I was lucky. I had a microwave, uh, and my my RA would come down and use my microwave. So you know, I knew when it came time for room inspection, if I just threw a towel over it, he was going to pretend that he didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> so did you graduate in ninety then? Uh, actually, well, it's funny you say that because I missed some time because I got mononucleosis. 
And uh, oh, my son, who's a student there, just yeah, that was all good. When my grades are going down, I got mono. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah, so I actually didn't didn't finish up until uh, 1991. Ah, uh, but uh, that's okay. That's when I finished. Yeah, yeah that's what most of our friends did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Gaines, I mentioned that uh, the number one fan because I've seen you on social media. On we, we often reference, you know, you went to OUF because that's got a great following. But I want to say I saw you. I uh, was promoting the podcast or maybe the football or the marching band, and uh, you're pretty vocal about OU. Um, what? I mean, having going to Bowling Green, even what brings your draw back to Athens and OU so often? Which obviously Roz, Roz and I feel the same way. I, I think you know for. For guys our age, you know, uh, you know, Roz, I think you're still what about 25, but um, yeah, 39. Yeah, 39 again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think it's just to me, it's 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 natural. I think most of us almost kind of want to relive our youth. I mean, I won't say mid midlife crisis, but I think as you get older, you look back and you remember the good times. You don't remember the bad times and. You know, the, the cliche is that high school is the best time of your life. But I think for 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 those of us who are luck, lucky enough to have gone on and gone on to college and stay on campus and not a commuter, not a commuter situation, I think college is kind of, quote unquote, one of the best times of of your life. And so I think it's natural, at least for me, because I'm a big I'm a big kid at heart anyway. I refuse to grow up. You know, so I still play video games. I still uh, stay up too late on Saturday night, or and so it, to to kind of s- s- try to s- to recapture those good times. Sports is one way that alum. Obviously, it's a strong connection between alumni and the university, and I think that's part of the argument that you get into because you have people who say, "Well, athletics sh- really shouldn't even be part of the mission of a university. Why are we quote unquote wasting money on all these?" sports that all it is is a money drain right but i think it's it's a cliche to say it's the front porch of the university it draws people back it, it gets attention it gets gets the school national attention so sports is part of it but i think it probably is a money maker i wonder if sports overall yeah. are, are money making or losing i think for all our alma mater it's a money losing proposition <laughs> That's i really i mean i really i i'm not, I'm not joking because i because no. fo- football is so expensive right with the travel and everything i think if you didn't have football and some of the some of the mid majors that have really excelled in basketball, if you look at them, that's one of the theories, right? Is they don't they have basketball, but they don't have football, so they put all their resources into into basketball. I'm not sure if I if I buy that 100, percent but um, it other than sports, it's it you know because now it's so much better than even when we were recent graduates. I mean, I felt in the in the old days, I'll say I was extremely lucky if I could hear on the internet an internet broadcast rebroadcast of a radio program covering um, a basketball game or a football game. And now thanks to the internet, I, you know, we can watch every single basketball and football game and, and lacrosse and every, you know, probably all the track meets too. You can watch it all from the comfort of your living room anywhere around the world. It's great. But I think, but anyway, but my, what connects me to it or brings me back to it, I think is just this idea that, if I go there a couple, three times a year, if I go for a basketball game, I go for a football game, or if my wife go just to kind of go without the kids and we go in the summertime when, you know, it's it's a lot more laid back, a lot of the students are gone, you don't have to stand in line to get into a bar, 
you know, you can kind of act a fool. You can kind of act young again and kind of relive your youth and walk around and say, oh, I used to have hamburgers there. I used to hang out there. And it's kind of a trip down. It's a trip down memory lane and kind of a fountain of youth, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Someone should do a podcast about it. I totally get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's a, that's a, is so much, so much to the truth. And I it, it, now the sports thing. Let me let me. I'll, I'll I'll plug. Even though I don't have any any uh, direct relationship to it, I'll plug. Uh, there's a there's a website called BobcatAttack.com, which is a fan run website. It's not affiliated with the university. Where it's just a, a big. Uh, it's just message boards where guys talk about football, basketball, all the other sports. And there's a message board too for just general discussion about what's going on with the university. And that that's fun. That, that Facebook group that you mentioned is fun. And I've actually been able to re- reconnect with some, some people that I went to school with there that I never thought I'd, I'd hear from again. I was a bad, bad friend. I lost contact with them over the years and make, make new friends. I mean, uh, make new friends from all around the, the world. And that's what we have in common, right? No matter our age, when Ohio played in the, the Mac football championship game here at Ford field, which is right in my backyard a few years ago, uh, the alumni association had a had a big thing beforehand, and the and the athletic director was there, you know. And you have a meal before the game, and there were about a half a dozen people that I finally got to meet in person that I'd only met from Facebook. You know, people would come in from Colorado, they'd come in from uh, you know all Pennsylvania, wherever they came for this football game, and it was so fun to to get to meet them in person. But just you know, thanks to the internet, we can all share these experiences, right? Right, right. Were you a big fan of sports when you were a student too? You know, I wasn't. <laughs> I, 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 I had a feeling that I was that, a bigger. Was I was a much, I was yeah. I was a much bigger fan of basketball. I went to football games. I didn't go to every football game. I mean, it was hard when it was hard. I don't want to say I was a front runner, right? But when 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 the three of us were in school there, it was hard. It's hard to be the a fan of a football program that averages one win a season, right? Oh, I know. Or you would go and just leave that right after the band played at that time. I remember going to hockey games because yeah, hockey was fun. Um, they were like kind of exciting to see them do fights and stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, they didn't push sports a lot there, from my perspective. You know, it wasn't like Ohio. You know, the other Ohio University. We won't say their name, where it's just such a big part of the culture. You yeah, know. you didn't see in the bars, you didn't see like OU sports regalia everywhere at all. And you probably still don't. Well, you, you see a little bit of it, but I think I think it kind of starts at the top down, from the top down. Right. And I think if you look back historically, President King uh, was not the most sports oriented uh, president of the univer- that the university ever had. I think in recent times, uh, no matter what I thought of him otherwise, I think uh, President McDavis was uh, a big proponent of sports, and it showed in the in the hirings and uh, and you know and, and and what he did and and the outcome and the outcome of that, right? So I think it starts from the top down. And when we were there, I don't think President Ping saw that as a as a big big priority. Yeah, I always feel like OU sports kind of fills that void for athletes who weren't good enough to go somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> to go to a big 10 or a, you know, more prestigious 
sports college. It's like, but we're here for you. You're going to well, love yeah. it. <laughs> like, hey, kid, you're not going to make it to the majors, so get a good education. Go to Athens and uh, – you know, you probably, like, to your point, Roz, you probably get more uh, playing time and, and, you know, at OU than he did in OSU. Right. And they're not, you know, cocky athletes. They're cool. I don't know. That's my take on it. <laughs> yeah, I knew some that were just pretty hard. Uh, they'd go at it hard at night and go to the, still go make the practice. I don't know how they did it. Oh, it's funny. You know, you just reminded me of, of something. I won't, I won't name this guy, but well, that's not a bad story. But anyway, so my, my freshman year, uh, this was in... This was in Tiffin. Yeah, Tiffin. So I got to be friends with a guy who was a walk-on uh, linebacker for the football team. So one day uh, I'm just hanging out and he comes by and he says, hey, he says, uh, do you want to go work out? You want to go lift weights? And I said, yeah, you know, I said, uh, I'm overdue. So uh, yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah, you know, I said, let me get my stuff and we'll go. So, so we start to walk. We're walking across campus and I start to walk one way and he's not going with me. And he says, where are you going? I said, well, I'm, I'm going over to the to the health center. I'm going to, you know, to where the gym is. He said, no, no, no. Well, fuck that. We're not going over there. We're going to the real gym. We're going over to the jock gym in the convo. I said, oh, okay. So <laughs> so we walk in there. And I thought you were going to say we, we ended up going to the hangar instead. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, the 12-ounce curls. So we get we, – I mean, I was in good, pretty good shape at the time. I played basketball in high school. We walk in, and, and this place is full of, I mean – Division one athletes, I mean, okay, yeah, guys that, that play at Ohio State and Alabama and places like that are 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 one level, right? But even your to any Division one athlete, it is really a, a step above guys like me, a, a big step. And we go in there, and the, I mean, you're, these guys could bench press a Buick. And I say, I said, I almost said his name. I said, I don't think I belong in here. <laughs> It's oh you'll be fine you know so we go and he spied to do it you work out and I felt like it just just the biggest wimp in the world the whole time and I said, so from then on I didn't go back but and he like I'm the long me, snapper but... I'm the punter just yeah yeah I'm the I'm the punter I'm the water boy well you can say you worked out with I them. worked out where <laughs> yeah but I it was pretty clear who was one of these things does not belong here. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's hard to be a college athlete for sure. Any college, <laughs> yeah. Except the, uh, we had the uh, a couple episodes ago, we had the field commander, the marching band, and this kid has it all going on. She's the field commander plus taking these super smart degrees plus has a job. I'm like, wow, I don't know how you did it. <laughs> oh, I'm very, I'm I'm always so jealous of, jealous of people like that. I that can that can, can do all that. I now if there's a guy uh, if he's listening. I'm gonna. I want to say thanks just to change uh, for a minute because you mentioned the the band. When I lived in the in the college inn, I got to be friends with a guy by the name of Brad Swinderman, and Brad was the announcer for the Marching One Ten, and he had been for a couple of years. And one day he come came to me and he said, "You know," he said, "Next year is going to be my last year here." He said, "And I want to march. I don't want to be the announcer anymore." And he said, "I think that you should be the announcer." So I want you to try out. And I said, well, what? I, I can't do this. And he said, yeah, I'll coach you through it and how they want you to say everything. So long story short, I tried out. I got the job. I was the marching 110 announcer for my last year in Athens. It was a blast. And I'm so glad if you're listening, Mr. Brad Swinderman, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's so cool. That is super cool. You got to give us a sample. Like, how'd you like? So <laughs> it's halftime. The band just walked on. What do you say? Oh, OK. 
All right, I say. So you're in the booth, right? Just to I'm set up the stage. I'm up in the I'm up in the press box. You're yeah. up in the press box, okay? And, yeah, President Ping is probably there, or maybe not. And uh, you're like, happened. hey, Ping, more money hey. for sports. Hey, try, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'm nervous, and the, and they come out. <clears throat> All right, let's see if I can do it. And I say, ladies and gentlemen, under the direction of Mr. Sylvester Young, we proudly present. The most exciting band in the land, the Ohio University Marching 110. <laughs> that's awesome. I still that's got great. it. You I do. Still <laughs> now, the best part about that was, was you got to go to all the band parties. And you can talk about your fraternities. And I knew guys that when I was there that were in fraternities, I went to some fraternity parties and I went to some other kind of parties. Uh -huh. uh, let me tell you all the parents that are listening. If you have kids that are going to go into the band, the band, if you don't want them to have a certain type of social, I don't know if maybe it's changed by now. They've had all this investigation of the band and hazing and all that, which I don't really think that's, you know, but I, I won't, I won't get all no, people are very much saying that never happened. Cause I yeah. guess uh, when we did the band, I got some, uh, some letters say no. Yeah, don't mention that because it's all misunderstanding and never took place. Yeah. So, but go ahead. Which I which I believe, but in, but the band parties were were crazy fun. That's all I'll say. The band peep the people in the marching band knew how to party. Um, I stuck out like a sore thumb because this was the late '80s, so I had this really really long mullet, and <laughs> <laughs> and if you were in the marching band, you had to cut your hair whether you were a male or a female. You had to have a short short haircut. And I remember there, so after I got the job and I showed up, there was this, all this kind of internal discussion of the, by the leaders of the band, like, okay, we got to, this guy's got to cut his hair. No, he doesn't have to cut his hair. He's the announcer. <laughs> no, I'm telling like you, if he's the announcer, he has to cut his hair. You are going to have to cut your hair. And I'm like, I don't want to cut my hair. So <laughs> they, they took a vote. Finally, they said, okay, you're not really, you're not marching. You're really not part of the, part of the band, quote unquote. You're not going to get a jacket. And so you don't have to cut your hair. Did you walk around going, hi, I'm Gaines. Welcome. Yeah. I use my announcer voice all the time. Girls love that, by the way. Yeah. I bet. Way to go. That's, that's cool. They love the, the green polyester jacket that came with it too. That I would love that. Actually. I think that'd be a super job. Now, was that a paid position? No. Nope. Did nope, you nope. travel with them when they went to other places? I did. Uh, the, the most fun trip was probably the uh, trip to the Ohio theater in Columbus where they, they do an Ohio theater show every year. Yes. And you could look and they told me this and I thought, okay, yeah, right. But I, you, you could look out from the stage and see guys from the Ohio state band with their Ohio state band gear standing in the back behind the back row, kind of with their arms crossed because <laughs> they, <laughs> they came to see the show. They came to see the real deal. Right. <laughs> They knew what's up even way back then. Yep. Hey, Gaines, we often talk about on our show, of course, the love of Athens. You talk about it bring, bringing back uh, youthful memories and fun and reconnecting with, with old friends, which we all are proponents of and, and love, love it for the same reasons. What would you say you most like about uh, Athens? And then what do you like most about OU? Uh, well, Athens itself, as you know, I would say is like four square miles surrounded by reality. 
So oh, that's a good description. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So it's this town that it's the town that time forgot. It's insulated, I think, by its geography, for one thing. And so there's a lot of in the town, apart from the university, there's a lot of, I'll say, you know, old hippies or um, kind of uh, modern day kind of, you know, I'll say people with gentle souls. And so the, the town itself, as you know, has so much natural beauty and such a serene feeling when you're surrounded by the trees and, and, the, and, the, and the beauty of it. And you just kind of feel like, okay, there's some civilization here. There's a mall, there's a Walmart, whatever, but it's really a different kind of place. A lot of people here in Michigan think that Ohio is really just flat. If you drive from I-75 from Toledo down to, well, Cincinnati's not flat, but that whole stretch is all flat, but they don't realize how beautiful it is down there in the Southeast corner of the state. What I like about the the university, at least when we when we went there, is it it wasn't too big and it wasn't too small. A place like a Wisconsin or an Ohio State, I think the size maybe would have kind of overwhelmed me. The huge lecture halls and you know, and campuses like Ohio State are in the middle of a big big city, whereas our alma mater is really just an adjunct to a beautiful. Uh, rural setting. So that's what I like about, about the town and what I like about one thing I like about the university. Right. Could not agree is, more. Yes, it is special. And it, it, people were just friendly there. I mean, there is, we've, we've had discussions before that there is a separation of the, the college kid and the, you know, 50 year old, but you know, other than that, they're, everyone's just friendly and they're still friendly. They just don't speak much. They don't have much in common. Yeah, and I think if you if you go around the internet and you, and you look or you go out into the world and you talk to people as, you know, in my workplace, I, I work with people who have gone to, we've all, we all probably work with people that went to a lot of different schools, right? I, I work with a lot of people that went to Michigan, they went to Michigan State, they went to the other Mac schools here, they went to Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, Western Michigan. We all know people, unfortunately, that went to Miami, I hate to mention them. people that went to Toledo, they went to Bowling Green. And of course they say, Oh, I had fun in college. It was, it was, it was fun. It was good. It was fun. But there's really, I think, unless I'm biased, of course, but there's something in the water there. There's something about that university and that town that people just brings out uh, such a love uh, in, in people that other places just don't. Uh, yes, that is so true. I feel like other colleges just don't have that. <laughs> it becomes yeah. a part of you. That's for yeah. sure. Now, are there any must-dos when we go back? Like, I always like to go to Tony's and have a beer, go to the CI, have a beer. Maybe um, burrito buggy, depending on what time I'm there. Maybe Casa if it's kind of night. If I'm there overnight, it's going to be a burrito buggy. Um, but if I'm there during the day, it's Casa. Do you have any must-go-tos? Uh, yeah, all of those. Uh, Miller's Chicken is a good one to hit. Um, right. That place has probably been there since your dad went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And they're going to be on our, our podcast. I spoke to a lady, uh, Sandy was her name, and she said she'd be, be glad to do it. So that's, we're excited to have them coming up. Oh, hey. nice, nice. I always have to go to the Union. Um, I hung out at the Union a lot when I was there. Uh, I won't go to the J bar because I thought the junction was an all time to me, all time classic college bar. Wasn't really a sports bar. It wasn't really a dance bar or a rock and roll bar. I mean, the, the upstairs at the union was a rock bar. 
the greenery was a dance bar, but the junction was just an all-purpose classic college bar. It was dirty and grungy, and it had the foosball table in the back, and you felt like the whole place was going to fall over on top of you at any moment. But, you know, and I know it needed to be rebuilt for safety reasons and cleaned up, uh, but, you know, they, they totally redid the decor of the junction and turned it into the J-Bar. It's just so sterile, and it's I, I can't go in there. <laughs> well, and the, back in our junction days, they had the uh, drinks with four shots in them, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, quad night. Yeah, so that – uh. That'll keep you coming back. And uh, and don't forget Junction Punch, by the way, which I still I'll make uh, a couple times a year in my home bar here when I have a party. I'll make uh, uh, and now I've turned a couple of uh, our friends, uh, couples, uh, a few of the wives uh, will drink uh, Junction Punch. And what is in that? Do you know it off the top of your head? Junction Punch is uh, rum and vodka and gin and triple sec. And uh, the way it was taught to me, it's made with uh, uh, wilderberry schnapps, uh, and uh, then you put some grenadine in it for the color, and you top it off with 7-Up. Wow. So it's kind of like a Long Island iced tea. You know, it's a lot of liquor together that you really kind of don't taste when you're drinking it. Yeah, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no sour mix. I thought something like that might have sour mix in it. It seems like all those big things have a little bit of sour mix in it. Yeah, yeah. And then you had the brain st- you had brain stompers at the greenery. Yeah, right? we've talked about those. Uh, I just saw on this you, you know you went to OUF, someone gave the the um, ingredients and the recipe for that. And there's a lot of things in that one. Did yeah. the junction um have uh, the balcony up top? It did. Yeah, I had like a bad experience with people spilling drinks on me from that balcony. And I never really liked that place. It felt like <laughs> I was always getting beer dripped out my head. Oh, no. Maybe it was just me. I don't know. No. <laughs> You're just standing in a really bad spot. I know. I was just like, damn that balcony. Because people would hang over it with their beers, you know. <laughs> okay. Did you ever go to the hangar? I used to go to Hangar 5, yeah. And as a matter of fact, I was going to say, uh, for anyone interested, I'll give a little plug to... Um, when I was in Tiffin Hall as a freshman, the guy guy lived next door to me by the name of Nate Lilly was the drummer in a hardcore punk band called Mental Paws. And Mental Paws played uh, a Springfest benefit at uh, Hangar 5 in 1987. They recorded it onto a couple of cassettes or a cassette. And I had I still had a cassette copy of it lying around a few years ago. So I my son, uh, my teenage son digitized it for me and I uploaded it. If you just search on my name on SoundCloud, you can hear a mental pause concert. But even better than that, if you can believe it, is uh, I recorded a lecture uh, when I was in Ethel Red Eldridge's art class in 1990. You got, did you guys ever have uh, Professor Eldridge art class? Yes, I have some of his pictures in my house, and we had his daughter on our show, so huge fan. I had three classes with him. Really? You have some of his pictures? Not, uh, they were a prince, yeah, that his uh, um, daughter has, and he has several children. I think I have uh, like a pamphlet uh, or something that he signed that I've, I've got on eBay or somewhere like that, I think. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So if you want to hear a... A lecture from so I, I it, it, at the beginning you'll hear this guy talk a little. It's not me because I I got there late that day and I had my little crappy little tape recorder and I went I I had to sit in the back and I went down to the front row and I said to this guy I said Hey listen I said I want to record this this class Can you just push record on the on this tape recorded record So he recorded the whole thing for me and I up 
I uploaded it to SoundCloud. If you search on my name, it's got some tape hiss and some parts of it are a little hard to hear. But if you if you if you want to hear uh, Ethelred Eldridge uh, give a lecture, you can hear it. That's awesome. <laughs> and his full name is Gaines McDonald. So <laughs> anyone's right. listening right now wants to do that. But yeah, that's probably. I wonder if you know how many of those exist. It can't be very many. I've Although seen a couple on YouTube, us. and they're they are poor quality. It's hard to see, understand what he's saying. So that's good. If you don't mind, I'll put a link on our website, Gaines. Oh no, I, I don't mind at all. You know what? Why didn't I think of that though? To go to YouTube and see if eventually somebody didn't uh, shoot a video of him. Yeah, there it's a couple, but they are um, like I said, they're kind of the same thing. Someone sitting back. Um, it's just not that great audio. Uh, okay. Well, we'll take what we can get, right? Exactly. Well, we're running out of time, and Gaines, we want to thank you so much. You said you're not Ohio University's number one fan, but certainly Michigan's Ohio University number one fan, for sure, because I would say maybe you're all overall, but you have to at least <laughs> accept the Michigan one. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on. It was great, and great to share the fun, and, and I guess we were there at the same time, and even though our sentiments about OU are the same, I think – no matter when you went to OU, you'd feel the same about Athens and Ohio University. Well, you would. Every generation thinks that, will say that their generation did it best, or they had the most fun, or they had the best music, and the music now is terrible. Everybody thinks that and says that. But, you know, just, just real quick, I think one thing that, that, that our generation had going, two things that we had going for us. One was uh, when the national minimum drinking age uh, law came in, uh, we got grandfathered in, right? So uh, we were part of that generation that could still get into the bars uh, at age 19. And I'm not saying you have to drink to have a good time in college, but it was a different thing, right? And then, yeah. Right. yeah. And then the other thing it was, was, you know, we were on the quarter system back then. And so with the quarter system, you were in school there uh, and on campus through May and into like early June, right? And so, right, I know. I my... thought you were talking about you had to flip it and had to hop inside of a glass. A different quarter system. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> played quarters, and we were in the quarter system. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So today, you know, they 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 miss a lot of that warm weather that that we enjoyed in springtime in Athens. I and I I so I think we had it we had it better that way too, right? Oh, I totally think about that all the time. Like, ah, oh, those poor kids. I and mean, yeah. we were there till like June third or fourth. Yeah, yeah. We got so, that long winter break, and we got yeah. to sit on the outside the front room. They didn't. Oh, the front room! Wow, yeah. Don't get me started, right? <laughs> so yeah, just that that place was that place was that place was special. The front room. So um, yeah, I've got I've got I've got my bar stories. I'll 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 tell you sometime. Uh, you know, I hung out at the at, at the Union, the Junction, G Willikers. You had the greenery, which is now just basically, I think the bottom is a restaurant and the upstairs is um, apartments. I think we're a G. Willer you remember G. Willikers? It was in that alley that connected. Yeah, I remember the alley. And they had the bucket night, I think, there. Yep, you got it, bucket night. And I think that's apartment buildings now. Uh, I don't know when the last time you, you guys were in Athens, but uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's just apartments now. So um, like I say, I don't, I, I don't want to say you got a drink to have a good time and in college, but, uh, I said, don't hurt. To, I say, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. <laughs> you should at least give it a shot. Uh, you should, yeah, sure. <laughs> see, as long yeah. as you're getting good grades and you're not hurting yourself or hurting anyone else. Yeah. As long as you're 21. But back then we, we only had to be 19, right? 
it was it was a different time. I think it's just gone more now to house parties and off-campus parties. I mean, the bars still get a lot of action. Don't get me wrong, right? But, right. Uh, yeah, I get back there a couple times a year. And, yeah, and Roz yeah. goes back, and she's gone back every year, year since. I also think too the universities had to downplay the party uh, the party per, um, persona too. But yeah, those yeah. kids are still partying, and they're not all under twenty one. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, the university used to throw parties. I mean, they used to throw Spring Fest for God's sake, and sell be- and sell beer at Spring Fest, right? I know, and the front room had to go. You know, from a beer place to a coffee place. I remember that was like devastating. Yeah, you had to wear black, <laughs> smoke cigarettes, and just bitch about stuff once they took away drink coffee. <laughs> coffee? What? Exactly. <laughs> oh dear. Well, cut think of some good bar stories, Gaines, and come oh, on yeah. back. I look forward to having you back. I've got them ready to go. You just you got me onto all that other clean cut, you know, clean cut stuff, and, and about uh, the library and. And uh, going out to Stroud's Run and all the all the non-alcoholic stories that I'll I'll have to save them up for the next time. The next time when Gaines is on, we'll find out the real reason why he's Ohio University's number one fan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, thanks so much, Gaines and Roz. Always a pleasure to hear your voice. Thanks for being on, and uh, we'll talk to everyone soon. All right, Bye. thanks for having me, Bye, guys. Tim. All Bye, right, Gaines. thanks. Good night. Uh, good night.